Welcome back to the Collective Evolution Podcast here. Today we're going to be talking about an interesting subject that um, may be controversial to some people because it, it explores a way of knowing or a way of understanding something that isn't necessarily culturally that prominent in the Western world. And this is, of course, talking about intuition, explicit intuition specifically, which is that information can come from outside of us within ourselves, picked up by our brain or picked up by some aspect of our, our, our listening devices within ourselves as people and made sense of and you know conveyed through the voice. Now, this is typically what, what channeling is known as. And um, I know that this is controversial because, I mean, especially if you haven't been diving into the research behind this subject, or especially if you look at some of the hoaxer cases that are out there, it's easy to say, well, those were hoaxes. So every single one of these cases is a hoax. Um, but if you've had direct experience with this, whether it be, you know, being with somebody who's a very talented um, medium, whether you had um, experiences yourself where you've intuited something explicitly and you don't have any reason to know where it might have come from, but it is very, very real experience is something that you directly have experienced, like myself, many times over, you know that there's something to this and there's something that, that pulls your interest, it pulls your curiosity further into what does it mean to be human? What really are we as material beings or are we something beyond material beings, something that can tap into this field around us that contains intelligence, that contains information? And when you've had that experience, it's very hard to walk away and, and just be fully skeptical. Um, but I totally understand that you could be skeptical on the other side. And, and um, in that sense, I encourage you to check out some of the research that I did place below um, in the description so that you can kind of dive into some of the ways that this research has been legitimized. Um, again, I think we're running into in this particular subject a challenge whereby we see this all over the place. When when something comes against our worldview, we often look at what are the ways in which we can easily just debunk this or easily push this away. And what ends up happening is the lowest common denominator type situation or information out there. So somebody who might be legitimately scamming somebody when it comes to things like channeling or intuition um, becomes the the finger, you know, where, where the finger points to say, well, yeah, this whole thing is, is just bogus. But yet all the actual cases, all the real cases, all the uh, times where we have no explanation other than to open our worldview, open our consciousness to something else that's possible that maybe we don't fully understand yet those cases just get kind of brushed under the rug because we have an explanation here for the lowest common denominator. So I encourage you to check within yourself as you listen to this, as we do with, with all of our work here at CE and, and The Pulse, is to really just listen, like, where are you resonating, right? Are you coming up in ways where there is some challenge here where you feel uncomfortable listening to these sorts of things and explore, is it coming up against a belief I have or do I believe that this information that is being shared may not be true? And see what that feels like for yourself in the discernment process. Um, so we're going to be interviewing here uh, myself and Madhava, uh, a man by the name of Sam the Illusionist. Now he's going to kind of talk about his particular story, but Sam has a YouTube channel where he channels uh, different inform. Uh, well, I guess you can call different beings and shares information. And just for a quick reference, here's what Sam sounds like when he is channeling. And we are now communicating at this time through this instrument's interconnection to our social memory complex. Further, our transmission is aimed at providing insights. Again, you be the judge here. We ask a number of tough questions to Sam as we explore this discussion. 
Again, here we're just exploring ways of knowing. We're trying to bring in some interesting ways of thinking about what it means to be human and how we can actually explore different ways of knowing things that are really, really difficult to prove or really, really difficult to know given the nature of our world and where we are cult culturally. Anywho, uh, one more quick word here from Madhava and then we'll get started. Mm -hmm. Yes, thanks Joe, thanks for having me on. Um, welcome everybody to this, uh, to this episode. Um, the person that uh, we're gonna bring on, as Joe said, is uh, uh, a guy that goes by the name Sam the Illusionist. Now, the reason why this conversation and this person is so important, in my opinion, is as we probably know, there's a lot of disclosure that's happening uh, in our world today around the extraterrestrial phenomenon. And, um, you know, some people are just regarding this as a quote-unquote psyop, that, you know, if the government is talking about ETs, then ETs must be some sort of fabrication uh, that's being used for another uh, purpose. Um, but... Uh, quite honestly, if you really dive into the uh, ET phenomenon, it goes back um, decades. And there's a lot of confusion around this. And uh, we have to also consider the fact that um, what we're hearing from our uh, sources of news and our government is probably not going to be the full picture. And um, I have looked into this uh, quite deeply, as I'm sure you have too, Joe. And I've been on, uh, you know, expeditions uh, out there with Stephen Greer doing CE5 protocol, and I've, I've read books and talked to many people. And what's really interesting to me is that I've come to the conclusion that um, if ET contact is being made, it's not necessarily going to be with the appearance of ships in the sky. And even if that was true, uh, even if th that was occurring, we also have to contend with the fact that, you know, how do we know that those aren't our own ships, that, you know, it's secret technology that the military has been working on for decades. And we have to be very clear here, um, we give them a lot of money, and all we have to show for it are uh, big boats and interesting shaped planes and smart bombs. And, you know, for the amount of money that we've been uh, handing over to uh, our military industrial complex, that is not enough to show for it. And I'm pretty confident that some of that money is being diverted to uh, secret technologies that would appear as something advanced alien uh, to a public that's never been exposed to it. So what I am proposing here, and I, I think um, this is my conclusion, I'm not saying that you should believe me at all. I believe that the most uh, interesting and uh, authentic contact may actually be telepathic. And if you deeply look at the history of um, what may be considered telepathic communication with extraterrestrials, it's very large. And um, I stumbled across a body of channeled information, presumably or purportedly from an alien source, and it's called the Law of One. And um, it is deeply profound. It is a no less than a postdoctoral dissertation in metaphysics. And it was a body of information that was channeled over four years, and uh, about 40 years ago, and it's called the Law of One. And here we have, you know, uh, all the books of the transcription of this particular contact with this entity. And um, having read many philosophical scriptures, I find this to be quite astounding. And what I'd like to offer here is is just kind of an excerpt of um, the kind of information 
that um, was being transmitted to a trio of uh, people um, in the early 1980s, where a woman named Carla Ruckhart acted as the telepathic channel who was in trance state when all of this information was uh, transmitted. So what I want you to do, I'm, 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 this is from the very first transmission to Carla Ruckhart in 1981. And the entity that's speaking through her uh, calls itself Ra, and Ra, if you really want to look deeply into it, claims to be a collective consciousness of uh, a civilization that no longer takes physical form. They claim that they're 2.6 billion years ahead of us and that they've been in contact with humanity for tens of thousands of years. And what's interesting about this body of knowledge is that um, it was a two-way communication. Questions were asked of this entity by a very smart person named Don Elkins, who was a pilot and an engineer and a professor. And the questions he asks are very, very deep and complicated. And the responses come so quickly and so elegantly. So just to give the audience, your audience, a, a taste of what, what Ra sounds like and the way Ra uses language, I'm going to read this to you here, okay? This is Ra speaking. I am Ra. Consider, if you will, that the universe is infinite. This has yet to be proven or disproven, but we can assure you that there is no end to yourselves, your understanding, what you would call your journey of seeking, or your perceptions of the creation. That which is infinite cannot be many, for manyness is a finite concept. To have infinity, you must identify or define the infinity as unity. Otherwise, the term does not have any referent or meaning. Like, consider what that means. Like, I'm not saying that this is true or not, but notice the elegance of how a very profound uh, concept was being transmitted to, uh, to the trio. And I'm just going to finish with one more excerpt here for, for your consideration. And Don, the engineer who's asking the questions, asks Ra about the utility or futility of trying to guide people in their path to know themselves better. It's a very interesting question. Like, is it, is it worthwhile to teach someone? Are we going to screw them up by giving them information? You know, how, how do you consider this? It's a very profound question, I think, which is why I find this material so interesting. And Ra says, I am Ra. And I, I want to say something here. Every time Ra speaks... Ra always starts with I am Ra in, in order to identify itself as the, as the entity that's speaking uh, through the channel so that there's no misconception of who is speaking. So he, he, this is the answer to the question. Group individuated consciousness is that state of sharing understanding with the other distortions of mind-body-spirit complexes which are within the evident reach of the mind-body-spirit complex individual or group. Thus, we are speaking to you and accepting both our distortions and your own in order to enunciate the laws of creation, more especially the law of one. We are not available to many of your peoples, for this is not an easily understood way of communication or type of philosophy. However, our very being is hopefully a poignant example of both the necessity and the near hopelessness of attempting to teach. Now, I'm not going to unpack that for you, right? Um, it's something that you have to deeply consider before 
rejecting it or accepting it. I'm not at all saying that you must listen to what Ra is saying. But in my mind, in my own intuition, this is my biases that are uh, in play. I find that to be unbelievably profound. I mean, basically, Ra is saying it is almost impossible to guide someone in, a, in a, an efficient way towards their own realization. You know, it, it takes uh, courage and it takes a lot of, um, I would say, insight uh, of the rece recipient of the information, but it is a worthwhile pursuit. And I mean, this is the kind of information that I think is um, uh, really profound, but moreover, it is the use of language, the syntax. Um, t to me, at least, it feels like it's a vast intelligence that's struggling with a very limited language. And the reason why I'm saying all of this is when you listen to Sam channel, and um, he claims to be channeling Ra again, uh, as well as other entities, it is the same kind of use of language and terminology, uh, you know, 40 years later. And that's what strikes me as um, the reason why we should consider what uh, uh, Sam has been channeling. Could it be the same source? And if so, what is it saying now? And that's why I think um, in this situation we're in right now with all of this confusion, all of this disclosure, all of the spinning that's going on, all of the reactions to it, perhaps there's something uh, beyond all of that, something that um, is penetrating humanity unfiltered. And that's why I think this conversation is going to be important. Cool. Well, that sounds good. I know the, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of interesting pieces once we bring Sam on, um, perhaps even our, our individual experiences with some of this stuff and just kind of unpacking um, some of the, I think, even the discernment aspect of this, which I know is going to be probably one of the big things on a lot of people's mind. Um, so yeah, why don't we just dive right in? All right, Sam, welcome to the show. It's it's good to have you on. How are you doing? Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, you know, uh, both of you, you know, uh, thank you for inviting me to the show. And I also uh, want to say thank you to all the listeners uh, for listening to the podcast or the show today. Beauty. So let's, I, think, I think a great place to start is why don't you tell us in your own words, like, what is it that you do? Like, you know, channeling, how would, how would you describe it? What, what, what exactly are you doing? Yeah, you know, uh, when I'm channeling, you know, it feels like, uh, you know, connecting with uh, an outside source, uh, you know, not from my own uh, mind or my body, but, you know, it feels like, you know, as if I'm connecting with a source which is outside of me and uh, connecting with beings. And it feels like I'm not here on uh, my body, but it feels like I'm over there uh, with them when I'm channeling. Uh, and much like, you know, uh, when you have a dream, uh, you can see yourself, you know, in the dream. Uh, you can, uh, you, it feels so real, you know, like you are actually over there. And sometimes, you know, while you are in your dream state, you may be uh, also, you know, experiencing, you know, astral uh, realities or other interdimensional realities and stuff like that. So uh, basically channeling, you know, feels like uh, connecting with a source, uh, which is, um, you know, beyond the mind and the body. And primarily, you know, uh, what I uh, like, to see is that you know channeling can be um, you know confused you know many people they confuse with their inner voice you know it's, everyone has this inner voice but uh, sometimes you know people get confused uh, you know they ask me questions like am I channeling uh, well the answer is you know, actually uh, it's um, you know when I am channeling what happens is that there is a, a silence or a uh, you know or a void you know of nothingness uh, which then leads me to uh, connect with these beings so. Uh, that is the difference, uh, which I can tell you. When you're channeling, there needs to be 
some kind of you know gateway uh, they say that you know silence is the gateway to intelligent infinity in many of the sessions so uh, that uh, connects with us with the uh, portal i believe you know which allows us uh, to connect with higher beings so yeah that's what it is Nice. And uh, I mean, lots of profound things to say that are, you know, to break off from there. Mimadava, did you want to add anything before we move on to the next question or? Um, yeah, I would, I would like to ask a follow-up question. And, and Sam, this is a question that you uh, have answered many times. I've watched a lot of your interviews, <clears throat> but I think it'd be useful, you know, once again, if you would tell us this remarkable story of how um, you started channeling and the circumstances uh, around that. And I know you've said this many times, but it's a really intriguing story for all of uh, the listeners that we have today. Uh, yeah, I uh, know. Actually, uh, it began, uh, first of all, you know, let me tell you, you know, I, uh, I, I, I live in India, you know, uh, channeling, you know, no one knows about channeling. Okay, first of all, let me clear that up. And, you know, I had no idea that channeling even existed. I had never even heard the word channeling, uh, you know, before I started to this happen out of nowhere. So basically, you know, what happened was that, you know, I was actually uh, studying about, you know, hypnosis and, you know, I was also a street magician. I used to do magic, you know, and I was trying to, uh, you know, hypnotize other people. I was able to even uh, make people, you know, forget their name, forget the number or, you know, do other things that you may see on a stage hypnosis. So uh, then, you know, what happened was that I was listening to a, uh, a hypnotic tape uh, while I was just lying in my bed. And, you know, somehow uh, I don't remember what actually uh, was said in the session because I don't have the recording. My mother heard uh, me speak in a very uh, different kind of way, which uh, if you watch my channeling sessions, you realize that it's not me. Uh, it is totally different. And the voice actually sounds a bit um, not like me, but a little bit different. So uh, that, uh, you know, was the point uh, my mother told me that you know, I was maybe sick or maybe suffering. And because in India, you know, we have uh, belief systems about possessions and stuff like that. So I was taken to the uh, hospital and, you know, the doctor, you know, even here, uh, they don't have idea about channeling. Um, because uh, it's pretty, I mean, a primitive uh, society in a way, you know, not like America where, you know, people are channeling and they know about this stuff. Uh, but here, you know, like uh, people have no idea. And, uh, you know, I was given, uh, you know, uh, I was prescribed that I was sick, you know, with psychosis, you know, it's called a disease of the mind. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, uh, the thing is, you know, uh, I did not, you know, believe what the doctor said, uh, because uh, it only happened uh, while I was in that state of trance and other time, you know, I was fine. So I had a doubt in my mind, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, taking medication or mental illness when you don't have it, you know, uh, may lead to some consequences. So I was... Uh, I, I tried to do some research uh, on the internet and I tried to find out uh, what was happening. And then I stumbled, you know, about this channeling uh, concept. I found out that there were many people in the world uh, with whom this had actually happened. And uh, with me, you know, uh, I think, you know, it was a sheer uh, accident or maybe it was my soul contract. You know, as many of the, in many of the sessions, they have said that I also had a soul swap. Uh, so basically a soul swap is a, uh, my uh, previous soul, you know, just left this body and another soul came in to fulfill its mission. Uh, and I believe uh, that is uh, very true as per my own experience, because my personality and my, you know, uh, my behaviors, everything has changed. Even my mother uh, has noticed that. So basically, uh, that's how it uh, happened. Um, if I may, Joe, I want to ask one more thing about this. Um, in one of your uh, sessions, you have let us know who 
this new uh, person you soul swap with is a very interesting soul. Isn't that right, Sam? Yeah, uh, you know, they said that uh, there was a you know, famous, uh, I believe, um, Seth, uh, you know, they said that it's uh, from Jane Roberts, you know, there was a channeler, uh, I believe, in America. So I believe, you know, the same, uh, uh, you know, soul fragment has come in to fulfill the mission. Uh, and uh, I believe, you know, we may be related, you know, in that manner. Uh, and yeah, that's what I know. It's fascinating. Right. Yeah, very cool. So, so this sort of just happened. You start diving into this stuff, and um, and I, I guess one question is, is, is what was the discernment process like? Of kind of, you know, what exactly am I channeling? Uh, how do I know if what I'm channeling is? is accurate or if it's coming from different beings at different times. Can you, can you explain what that discernment process was like? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'll uh, tell you, you know, what actually happened, you know, uh, after um, first, uh, first time, you know, uh, I went to the doctor, then the second time, you know, I told, uh, you know, my mother, I had a GoPro, uh, you know, I just, uh, to just press the button, you know, if that happens again. So I was in the trance state and uh, I realized that, you know, they usually answer, uh, you know, uh, questions in our mind. So questions I had in my mind, like, you know, most people, what they do is if they have a problem in their life, they constantly think about how to solve the problem. It's an unconscious process. Uh, and I was doing the same thing without realizing. And when I entered the trance state, they actually answered uh, what I was supposed to do. And then I did that thing and then it worked. So I, uh, you know, like uh, from that fact alone, you know, I know that this is coming from, uh, you know, some uh, higher being, some higher power uh, who is here. And I saw, and I saw, you know, I've uh, even experienced it in my own life, the power you know what i mean like uh, it's like an effect uh, uh, like you know um, what can i say is that uh, you know you cannot uh, see gravity but you know if you throw an apple it will fall down you can have see the effect right but you cannot see uh, the gravitons or whatever is working so uh, you know that there is something so in the same manner you know uh, i uh, from that you know i realized that this is not coming from me but from some higher power you know something uh, big is going here Yeah, it looks like you want to say something there. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, I, I find this whole conversation so unbelievably interesting, and I hope people are sort of tuning into the the um, the profundity of what's going on right now. So, Sam, I would like to say that um, you know we discovered you two years ago, only a few months after you started channeling and putting your videos um, online, and the reason um, why I stopped in my tracks and um listened uh with absolute um uh, attention is for years before i had been studying a book of channeled knowledge called the law of one the raw material you know there are many books i know you have some familiarity with it now um but what i was uh suggesting is that the reason why I find the entities uh, that you are channeling to be authentic is that you speak exactly like they did 41 years ago. You're using the same um, vocabulary, the same syntax, and clearly it's in a way of speaking that is not um, native to you or normal to you. And th that for me was a very big point as to why I should take what you're channeling very seriously. So my first question would be, um, how familiar are you with uh, the raw material or the law of one? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, actually, you know, I, I, I haven't, you know, even had the time to read the Law of One, but I, you know, get many comments, you know, stating that uh, they speak in a similar manner. And, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know, like, maybe uh, this is their common language, you know, like, that's how they communicate. And also, I have uh, had one uh, person, you know, recently uh, state that uh, uh, there was one person known as Edgar Casey, you know, uh, he had also, uh, I believe, you know, channeled uh, or something like that. And the entity, you know, uh, uh, in that book known as the Children of the Law of One, uh, it was written, I believe, even before the Law of One, uh, the syntax is uh, same. So I, I don't know uh, what is happening here. Maybe, you know, like uh, these beings, you know, that's how they communicate properly. Or maybe that's uh, uh, how they like to use the language. So I have, I have had, you know, like, uh, you know, two instances, you know, of, uh, you know, people uh, stating this, and one is from the Edgar Casey. You know, like the uh, Children of the Law of One booklet. You know, it's, the syntax is similar. They said, and also right now uh, the Law of One. Unfortunately, I haven't read any of them. Um, you know, because I don't have the time. You know, right now to fully uh, go in because uh, they are, I believe, pretty. You know, in depth material, and they are. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. So, uh, you know, this is great. What, what I'd like to ask you next is, um, e, have you received messages? And first of all, as for the audience, like uh, Sam channels more than just raw, um, many entities. And have you noticed uh, at any time a contradiction uh, from these different sources? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, right now, you know, I... Uh, actually, I haven't uh, yet, uh, maybe, you know, because I haven't analyzed it yet, because, you know, I don't uh, pretty much remember uh, anything that's said in the session. It just comes through, and then I have to watch it, and uh, I don't remember, you know, like, much of what was said. So maybe, you know, like, uh, there may be some contradictions, you know, because uh, they have said that, you know, like, uh, 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 there are infinite, you know, parallel realities, and, uh, you know, sometimes they may, you know, give information which may be from another timeline or stuff like that and it may contradict but i have yet to find you know one uh, my own self uh, you know yeah mm -hmm. joe it's your turn um well, well i was i was you were on a roll there with your questions but yeah so i guess my my question um you know i've i've been looking at channeling for for you know over the over the years uh a, a lot of different uh pieces to the puzzle that kind of all come together in the sense of like, we're going through some sort of shift. We're going through some sort of change here uh, on the planet is something that is often talked about to be, to be totally honest. I mean, that the whole creation of, of the brand collective evolution was, you know, sort of tapping into this deep felt sense that I had back in 2009, that was like something I, I'm be, I'm sort of answering a call. I don't know how to how to describe it other than that. I'm not saying it was like a huge religious experience, but it was this this following of this subtle energy that said something's changing in the way humans are seeing their world and seeing themselves. And let's create a space to talk about this. Does that message, or do you hear that often um, in a lot of what you channel? Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, uh, pretty much, you know, all the time, you know, I hear about the changes happening. And basically, you know, like uh, uh, what I've learned uh, from uh, my session is that, you know, like uh, people uh, right now, you know, they are mostly, uh, you know, most of them, uh, they are unawake. Uh, you know, they are following the uh, patterns which the system or the society has created, you know, 
And there yeah. are some people like uh, us, you know, we are slowly, uh, because of our experience, you know, like uh, something happens out of accident or we get into some trouble and then we find out, you know, how to get out of that. So during that process, they discover uh, that they are, you know, much greater than their mind or their body, their the soul. And, you know, as a spiritual being, you know, like uh, we all have to go through changes. And right now, you know, even uh, we can see that, you know, like uh, society has changed a lot uh, just because of, uh, you know, like you can even say that recently, you know, there was a UFO hearing, uh, which, uh, you know, which is very unusual. You know, people uh, used to make fun of UFOs, you know, uh, and I never expected that it would happen. But see, uh, the, there is a change happening. And I, right now, you know, like people, uh, I believe, you know, are more um, aware that, you know, there is uh, something uh, like, you know, interdimensional beings, you know, there are aliens, uh, there are other life forms. And then uh, as they, you know, begin to research, you know, they begin to find out that uh, they are also a spiritual being and that, you know, they are living in a, a kind of, you know, a matrix, you know, which is designed for us to learn lessons from. And then uh, as we learn the lessons, we will begin to, uh, you know, enter the new earth uh, or the fourth density. That's what they say in many of the sessions. Um, and, you know, the changes, you know, are happening uh, every day, you know, like whenever you make a positive choice, uh, whenever you help someone, uh, you, you know, instead of choosing a lower vibration emotion, you choose a higher vibration emotion like love, joy, happiness, uh, you know, you are actually uh, changing yourself and, you know, your actions will also be different because uh, I don't know uh, if the, the viewers, you know, of, uh, of this uh, show have noticed that or not because uh, all the actions they take is based on their state of consciousness or the emotional state, uh, you know, uh, and uh, when they change that, you know, their actions will change and their behaviors will change, everything will bring the change and uh, it's actually, uh, we are actually entering into a higher level uh, every time. Uh, but, you know, there is also a chance that, you know, people may choose to enter into a lower vibration. That is also possible uh, because, you know, fourth density is not only a positive, but also negative fourth density. And we are here to make a choice. So some people, you know, may choose to be, you know, self-service only. And they will, you know, more than likely if they go that pathway, graduate into the negative, uh, you know, self-service kind of uh, uh, fourth density. And, you know, those, uh, you know, who are in the positive pathway, who choose the vibration, love, service to others, uh, they will enter into a positive polarity. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great synopsis. Um, so first of all, you know, for our viewers here today, I, you know, again, we're going to recommend, you know, talk about Sam's channel. But um, the reason why I thought it was very, very beautiful is that um, Sam has always presented the material and his own persona in a state of love and connection um, as opposed to, you know, angrily stating what's going on and uh, you must listen to me because of everything that I'm channeling. It's more about um, peace and uh, getting in touch with your own um, intuition and uh, discernment and heart. So much of what you've um, channeled, Sam, talks about uh, the so-called elites and, uh, you know, what we would say, you know, outside of, outside of your sphere as a, you know, global construction of different systems that are meant to enslave and suppress humanity. And my question to you is, were you aware of these things prior to channeling, like all of the, uh, the dynamics of the planet and the history of this kind of um, uh, suppression? No, you know, uh, you know, I had no idea uh, before this, you know, like I, like I said, you know, I was uh, 
you know, normal person, uh, you know, I had no, uh, I mean, you know, some of the things, you know, they sound really, uh, you know, uh, really out there. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the proof, you know, it comes out, it's coming out slowly that it's actually happening. And uh, I had no idea, you know, I used to think that, you know, everything, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, is around us is, you know, good. Uh, you know, no one is trying to control us. But uh, unfortunately, you know, the truth, you know, as we go in deep, uh, we find out that there are many, you know, people, you know, especially, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, who are wealthy in like Elon Musk, uh, you know, Bill Gates, you know, all these people, you know, they try and Mark Zuckerberg as well, you know, they try to, you know, uh, you know, and not just those people, but there are also others uh, who, you know, specifically, they, you know, try to control humanity in some way, you know, for their own gain. And I believe, you know, in many of the sessions, they stated that, you know, these uh, elites, you know, they have uh, already signed uh, many soul contracts with negative entities, you know, and they want to control humanity and try to uh, push the fear agenda in order to, you know, stop uh, the new earth from arriving. So that is their basic uh, plans as far as I have uh, received. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, in, in every single um, session, uh, the entity that speaks through Sam always calls for a, um, a call to one's own discernment before deciding whether or not to accept what is going to be offered. And I think that's a very important uh, part if you want to consider, are these uh, entities authentically trying to teach us something or are they trying to control us themselves, which is a question we all must ask. Now, um, I, I know you're not uh, familiar with uh, the, the depth of these books, like the Law of One and Channel Material, but I want to say this, and throughout all of these other previous uh, channelings, the entity, let's say Ra, was always very reluctant to offer too many details about what's really going on, on the planet and would try to stay away from you know specifics and answer questions more that has to do with with own one's own spiritual development but um many of your sessions talk about very specific things um about what's going on like you pointed out you know naming names like musk and zuckerberg and bill gates and um the wef the World Economic Forum, you know, was one of your first channeling uh, sessions. And my question to you is, do you think it's serving us to hear all of these specifics um, as opposed to engaging with the mystery of life as our teacher and as opposed to being told exactly what's going on? Have you thought about that? Uh, yeah, you know, actually uh, about that, you know, I have no idea because uh, you know, I just channel and, uh, you know, whatever information they give me and I just release it. Uh, maybe, you know, right now, uh, you know, it is time for us to know about that information. Um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, before, you know, like some of the sessions, uh, channel sessions done by some other people, you know, before me, uh, maybe you know, it was not the right time, you know, but right now, uh, maybe it's time for us, you know, and maybe it's the critical time uh, so that, you know, they are, you know, giving us, uh, you know, what to do and what not to do uh, in a more clear manner. So I think, you know, that could be happening because maybe uh, what's actually happened was that, you know, they tried to, uh, you know, hint at it and we couldn't, uh, we, we couldn't, you know, uh, learn from that. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. I, I would tend to agree with you. I think there's so much um, misinformation coming that um, 
we, we need more specifics than just generalities. What do you think, Joe? I, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm curious because, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been looking at different channel sessions and stuff like that for about 15 years. Um, I've also done, you know, some interesting research on, um, on channeling from a, 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 you know, scientific point of view to understand that there is legitimacy to, to some of it. And some of it is obviously not, but, um, and I've also had my own experiences where I feel as though I can discern very clearly I was in touch with something other than myself and my own thoughts. Right. And so it's always been a very intriguing subject to me, but like when I look online, for example, there's, there's a couple of prominent channelers out there and I'm not, I'm not speaking about you in this particular case, but there's a couple of them out there who, you know, at the beginning of, of COVID, the, the pandemic were like, you know, they had this, this entire channeled message of like, what was going on, what was happening. And so many channelers were saying the same thing. And to be honest, their channeling was completely wrong. None of what they said, you know, happened, um, you know, this idea of, you know, that this, there was going to be all these 10 days of darkness and that this was going to be a, a, a taking down of the elite and all these different things would happen. And my question sort of is, is like what you as a channeler that has been doing this for a long time, when you see something like that, how do you, what do you make of it? How do you discern it? Um, or do you have an explanation as to why it was, it was incorrect? Yeah. You know, I think uh, I exactly know, you know, what, uh, May have happened over there because you know when uh, when even the beings you know when they are uh, giving us uh, something that may happen in the future uh, what they're saying is that there is a probable uh, chance that this will happen okay? so it's just a probability like in mathematics you know uh, you know it's probable means that it it's very uh, you know high likelihood it will happen but if the choices made are different you know then uh, some other timeline will happen but I believe you know that's what happened there and. Uh, uh, you know, many of the times, you know, uh, it does uh, seem like that, you know, because uh, I feel that uh, when they are channeling, you know, they are giving us a, uh, they may be, you know, sharing something from one timeline, but uh, we may at any moment, you know, make a different choice and we may enter into a different uh, timeline because, you know, like, uh, uh, like I said, you know, like everyone, you know, if all of us, you know, we change our thoughts, you know, we change our emotions. And then we'll change our actions and that will lead to a completely different timeline. So I believe that's uh, what is happening over here. Mm -hmm. So in that, in that sense, like um, if, if the timeline can change so quickly in that regard, um, which I, I understand and I, I can resonate with that to some extent, I guess the question would be then what, what should people who are listening to the channeling, um, what is the value of the channel to them if it could change so quickly? Yeah. You know, uh, I think, you know, it depends on, uh, you know, the channel message, uh, whether if the channel message you know, is of a, uh, you know, is of a positive nature, then, you know, the people, you know, listening, you know, may tune into that vibration and, you know, all of us, you know, may collectively enter that timeline. Or if it, uh, if it is of a negative uh, nature, then, you know, it may be that, you know, they are sharing the message so that uh, we may change our vibration by hearing it and then we will not enter into that timeline. Sometimes, you know, even uh, by, you know, making people aware of certain things, you know, like, for example, uh, you know, just by making, uh, you know, us aware that this may be a negative uh, activity to do, you know, most of us will not do it uh, because mm -hmm. we have heard it somewhere. So, you know, that will change the timeline and we'll, we will not enter into that uh, timeline, right? So I believe, you know, that's what is happening here, more like a system of, uh, you know, like it's basically, and you know, I feel that um, 
Um, we all of us, you know, like we form a part of this human collective, but we are all of us, you know, the uh, one infinite creator. We have this enormous power, you know, and we can change, uh, you know, timelines uh, if we are able to tap into the, you know, infinite intelligent, you know, consciousness energy. And some people, you know, who are at a higher level of vibration, they can, you know, even affect the entire world. Uh, I have, that's what I've channeled in many sessions. Uh, these, uh, you know, higher density beings who have come here as wanderers and stuff, you know, they, they can, you know, like at any moment tap into any kind of higher level energy and they can shift, you know, the planet into a different vibration. It's, uh, it's more like, you know, like uh, who is able to, you know, uh, affect reality, you know, that I feel that is what is happening over here. And as a collective, we all are affecting uh, the, you know, the future reality that is happening. Uh, so, yes, I feel it's like that how it is working. Hmm. Yeah, it's understandable. Madhava? Hmm. Um, what is your advice to people? Like, um, what is your advice to people about how to uh, sharpen their discernment? I feel like this is often the biggest obstacle we have in being able to interpret what is being transmitted is we jump into one way of interpreting it or another, or we dismiss it without um, really considering the the essence of what's being said. So what, what advice do you have to listeners to uh, help them with their own discernment? Uh, yeah, you know, basically, uh, you know, I, I use a simple process, you know, uh, I'll explain to you, you know, how I do it. Uh, so basically, you know, uh, I have channeled a lot of information about how to uh, stay in a higher vibration. They have given us many information, like uh, choosing uh, to be self-aware, and uh, choosing a positive vibration like love or joy or happiness, whatever you want in the moment. And then uh, there are uh, other uh, exercises like you know, training your consciousness. Uh, so in the recent session, they said that Nikola Tesla used a simple method of, uh, you know, sensing the outer, uh, you know, uh, boundaries of his aura, I believe, you know. So uh, if you are aware of this, you know, like rotating it in a circular manner, we become uh, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, we enter a higher level. And then there is also another simple method, which is a uh, uh, which is a fake smile. Uh, even though you know it may seem uh, you know fake, you know, but by just doing this, you know, you uh, your vibration shifts into a higher level. And yeah, if you are able to live uh, live from that state, uh, I have noticed that you know I I practice this you know many times. Uh, I am not able to listen to anything uh, you know which is of a low vibration, like you know news and stuff. I mean, it doesn't like I it doesn't resonate, you know. So from that, you know, I feel. Uh, what is happening here is that uh, our, you know, state of consciousness is actually choosing, you know, uh, what we listen to and what we accept. So I believe, you know, uh, you know, uh, firstly, you know, you need to change your vibration into higher level. If you want to, uh, if you want to accept a higher level message, that's the thing. Okay, if you want, if you're happy with, uh, you know, mixed message or low level uh, message, then you can stay in uh, wherever you are. You know, but that way you may get messages with desire. You know, sometimes, you know, people uh, reach out to me uh, with a lot of desire. You know, they want this or they want that. But, you know, when they enter a higher level, there is no desire. It's uh, it just vanishes. And the message, you know, they receive or the people they meet and even the uh, environments they go into, uh, it just changes. Uh, because, uh, you know, I believe, um, you know, uh, this resonance is based on vibration. So even... Uh, you know, scientifically, that you know, as we uh, resonate uh, at a similar frequency, we'll attract the same kind of 
a message. Uh, so this is what I have learned from my own understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I I would uh, invite uh, all the viewers here to go and listen to Sam's recent channeling about uh, Nikola Tesla and um, his past uh, incarnations, whether or not you believe that. But what's fascinating about that particular uh, information about Tesla was, as you said, Sam, his uh, movement of awareness around his body and um, as, as a practice. And uh, that is what was said that allowed uh, Tesla to connect with these unbelievable um, ideas that he you know, implemented. And this is yet another example and in your other channels, uh, channeling sessions, you've talked about this kind of awareness, like single pointed awareness, moving it about your body, your physical body as a way to uh, connect with your essence. And I also know that you used to meditate before channeling. Are you aware that this kind of technique is, um, is ancient, right? It is basically very similar to Vipassana, uh, which the Buddha taught you know, in Sarnath, when he was here 2,500 years ago, it's very, very similar. I see. I was not aware of that. Yeah. So, you know, when I was, uh, yeah, when I listened to that, I, I had no idea, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I have heard about Vipassana, you know, uh, it's breathing, right? It's, uh, in um, India, they practice. Well, it, it is um, the single pointed attention of your physical sensations and um, monitoring your entire body slowly, methodically, and uh, in and sharpening your ability to feel um, as opposed to breathing necessarily. But I found that to be very interesting. What kind of meditation? Yeah, do you do? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, uh, I usually like uh, practice a bunch of, you know, different meditations. Like sometimes, you know, I may just, you know, uh, you know, uh, press the music, uh, meditation music. I count my heartbeats, you know, uh, as long, how much uh, can I count it to, you know, like just count one, two, that beating mm -hmm. of the heart and you know sometimes you know i uh, even focus on my uh, you know fully fully breathing in and just letting go you know as uh, in as much as i can do and other simple ones you know like focusing on single point like you know i can just focus on my uh, finger you know like without uh, without letting this focus go anywhere just keeping it here and if it goes anywhere bringing it back again and again uh, so that you know as much as i do this you know it becomes it feels uh, uh, good, you know, like it feels like you're connecting with uh, your true spiritual essence. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's reminding me of a, actually a practice I took a friend through yesterday, which was like, you know, you kind of focus on the center of your palm and uh, and just, you know, wait, hold your attention there until you sense energy, whether it's a sort of a cooling effect, a, you know, somewhat of a tickling, maybe it's just a sensation. And usually even people who haven't meditated, they eventually kind of sense that there's something in the center of their palm that they can feel. And then, um, and then sort of sitting with that for a while. And as the person sort of settles into this body awareness, you, you ask them to sort of pull back and, and you say, you know, can you focus that same type of attention, but on your entire body at once? So can you hold the totality of your physical body in your awareness at once. And that is quite a profound experience uh, that, you know, people can, can play with like that almost it's going back to that. Can you sense the aura? So that's now, can you sense the yeah. space just outside of your body? Right. That's a, that's like, that would be the next yeah, level yeah, yeah. of it. Um, but to get people back in sensing with the body, I, I think is, 
it's very important because you know when we're talking about discernment. Um, oh, I, I just said a word, a classic word between me and Madhava. Very important. <laughs> well said. But, uh, being being able to uh, to sense your body. I mean, uh, is is one way of almost discerning. I mean, it, it absolutely is. I mean, I do believe we need to have our, our cognition on board, but being able to sense within our physical body, if something doesn't quite feel right, um, is really important than just relying on our cognition. I think in synchrony, you know, the cognition and the felt sense of the body are, are a beautiful, you know, detector of truth to some extent. And again, I, I always say this with an asterisk because I don't believe that that type of intuition is suddenly going to tell you the absolute truth about any situation, but it will, it will guide you. It will lead you. It will, you know, expand your curiosity. It will kind of take you in, in places. Um, and so with that said, I'm curious, have you ever channeled something and whether it was, well, maybe not so much when it was happening because you're in a sort of a trance state, but maybe at the end you said, you know, that didn't feel right. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, you know, uh, right now, you know, as far as I have remembered and not happened, that has not happened yet. Yeah. So it's always, you always felt like you connected with something that was providing like a serving, something serving to humanity. In yeah. A sense. yeah. 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 You know, uh, yeah. In each session, you know, like I feel like, you know, I learned something, you know, uh, by listening to it, you know, maybe I learned something about, you know, those kind of exercises or maybe, you know, some other thing, you know, which uh, is, uh, I don't know, it's amazing for me. Yeah. And so one other, one other quick question, but just before you jump in, Madhava, is, uh, you said early on that um, sometimes when you're in the trance state and you're channeling, you're connecting with those beings, you can almost feel like you're there with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious about that experience. Like, do you do you sense their physical body in a visual way? Do you sense the environment in a physical way? Like, can you expand on that? Yeah, yeah. So I I'll just give you an example. So while I was you know once I was channeling the Galactic Federation, and uh, you know they said that you know they are usually in the Saturn. Uh, rings and that is the location in our Milky Way galaxy. So they basically, uh, you know, they try to protect uh, our planet. So what I saw was that I just saw, you know, like this group of light, uh, you know, like a collection of light, you know, like uh, just imagine you know, the stars, you know, you're seeing stars and together, you know, so they are close together. So I just saw that, you know, and I was uh, connecting with them. Basically, you know, I know uh, from my session is that as you go higher in uh, your vibration or your density of your experience, you don't need bodies. So, you know, we need bodies. So if we enter into fourth or even fifth density, we don't need any bodies. So we can exist as a light being. That's what mm -hmm. I have received from my sessions. Yep. Mm. Makes makes sense. Um, I'm interested in, in the... Um, because you have not felt like you've ever channeled something negative, what is the ritual you go through to protect you from uh, uh, being connected with self-serving entities? Yeah, you know, first one, uh, first of all, you know, it's very important. Uh, uh, what I do is, you know, always uh, I am uh, trying to be aware of my lower energy centers, you know, like they have said in one of my sessions uh, when I was starting out that, you know, our lower energy centers, you know, this gut area, uh, is uh, is an information center which can inform you of your vibrations. So, you know, if you're feeling uneasy or if you're feeling fear, you'll feel uh, fear coming here first. You know, that's what they have said in the session. So if you're feeling any desires, so let's just say you have a desire to get something, you'll feel it here. And, uh, you know, by being aware of, you know, what I'm feeling, 
uh, if I'm feeling any lower emotion, like, you know, desire is actually pretty low, fear is actually pretty low, uh, and anger, you know, all of those, you know, they emerge from these energy centers, in you know, the lower energy centers. So I just pay attention to them. And, you know, uh, you know like I said, you know, uh, you know, the fake smile, uh, you know, is the, one of the greatest methods, you know, I have uh, discovered for myself as well as for many people. Uh, it helps to, uh, you know, keep uh, myself in a higher state. Somehow, I don't know, it just works uh, like amazing. And then uh, other thing is, you know, before I enter the session, uh, what I have to do is, you know, I just take a glass of water. I send, uh, you know, uh, positive uh, words, uh, love message to the water, you know, for a few minutes and then I drink it and then I rub it in my body. And then also they have said to keep it on my, uh, on the top of my head in the north direction. So whenever I channel in, I am always facing towards the north side uh, because, you know, in one of the sessions they said that, uh, uh, you know, I believe uh, the, uh, you know, the, there is a magnetic flow uh, with the, uh, you know, it aligns with the earth. I think, you know, that's what they said in the session. So it doesn't obstruct the, you know, energy flow of the body. So yeah, these are the uh, basic simple methods I use. Mm. It's, it's fascinating because um, what you're describing there is what, um, the, the same ritual with, with the sacred water, blessing of the water and the alignment that Carla Ruckart um, had to go through to make the, um, the connection with Ra uh, more solid. And along those lines, um, she would always describe of being physically taxed after channeling sessions, physically. Do you find that to be the case too? Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, sometimes, you know, I feel, uh, you know, tired. I mean, it feels like, uh, you know, like uh, you had a, uh, you know, like a, a session of running or something like that. Uh, you know, it feels uh, tiring, especially in the throat area because, uh, you know, the, <laughs> because these have been using it. So it feels uh, sore <laughs> kind mm. of thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so here's a question for you, which is, um, you know, a lot of the information that you are uh, bringing to the planet, it's being distributed uh, to a large audience. Uh, Sam, your audience has grown a lot over the last couple of years. If I'm not mistaken, you have over 100,000 subscribers. Um, have you ever been threatened by, by um, people because of the information that you're bringing to the to, to your audience? I uh, actually, uh, not directly, you know, like threatened, but... I had got, uh, you know, like few uh, emails, uh, you know, I think, I don't know if they were from real person or not, but I just got some threatening from, I believe uh, it was, they said, you know, they were from the Illuminati, but I don't know, you know, maybe that was a fake email. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it, you know, like other than that, you know, like no one. And yeah, I have got one uh, recent threat, you know what I mean? So I had a channel about... Uh, uh, I'm not going to say the name of that, you know, like it was, uh, it was actually, I was just asking about the prophet of a religion. I was just asking about, you know, his soul identity. So <laughs> I don't know why uh, people, you know, don't like, uh, you know, like to talk about their, you know, prophet or stuff like that. So yeah, that was another one. Yeah. Hmm. Well, in the channeling sessions for Ra and the law of one, there was a, uh, uh, there were three people, there was the channel a scribe and the person asking the questions, have you ever considered bringing in um, a second person to uh, watch over you and help you get in the right state and ask a question 
directly so that you don't have to keep the question, your query in your mind? Uh, yeah, you know, I have, uh, I have tried that, but uh, unfortunately, you know, in one of the sessions, you know, what they have said is that uh, whenever I have, uh, you know, uh, I have an observer or another entity watching, then, you know, it is prone for me to receive that person's thought forms instead of the real message. So they said, uh, maybe, you know, like my physical body is different, you know, from what Carla, uh, like you said, doing. So maybe it's different, you know, for every single person. So maybe if you channel, you know, there may be a subtle uh, change. So, you know, that's what they said, you know. So And, and, and also the thing is, you know, like uh, how can, uh, uh, I mean, it's very difficult to enter into a trance state, you know, with someone watching you, you know. I mean, I, I for me, you know, like two people watching you, oh, but it's very difficult for me. I don't know. Uh, you know, if you're alone, you know, I can like uh, enter into a sleep state. If I'm alone, it's much easier for me. I mean, psychologically, I'm speaking. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's certain people um, that make it very easy for me to enter a trance state. One question on that is, you know, you mentioned your, your mother at the beginning, you know, having taken you to the hospital and, and had heard what, uh, what happened when you were in that trance state the first time. Um, what's, what does she think of what you're up to now and, and that sort of stuff? Has she changed in her perspective? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, you know, she was a bit scared because, uh, you know, here, uh, you know, the people believe, uh, not only believe, but, you know, I have even seen some people getting possessed, you know, like uh, by real entities. So, uh, these are different, you know, like the possessions, they don't leave, uh, they show signs of, you know, some kind of power. You know, they, they also speak in a different voice, which is kind of similar. They speak in a, a really scary kind of voice. You know, some of them, you know, even have their eyes change color and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, my mother was actually a bit scared in the beginning. But now, you know, uh, over the years, you know, I have, uh, you know, gotten uh, used to it. So she has also gotten used to it. And of course, I do it, you know, um, you know when uh, I am, you know, alone most of the time uh, so that she doesn't have any like you know effect of what i'm doing mm. yeah well you know um our audience may not know this but uh sam uh, offers to uh channel people's higher self um and uh, my question to you is clearly uh this takes time and i i'm shocked at how you're able to devote so much time just to do favors to your audience. How, how do you manage that? And how many of those do you do a week, let's say? Uh, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, sometimes I do like uh, maybe five or six, uh, you know, in a day, you know, like, uh, you know, if I'm free, you know, I can do like two sessions maximum in like in the morning and in the evening, uh, you know, in a week. Yeah. Sometimes five, you know, five sessions, you know, that's uh, pretty, uh, I mean, pretty big, you know, if you ask me. And also on top of that, you know, I have to uh, edit them uh, myself, you know. Uh, I don't have any team, you know. Most people think that I have a team, but I do it on my own. I don't know how I'm able to do it, but thankfully, you know, like I have a lot of motivation to, you know, put in the work. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, because of that, if you are really interested in doing something, if you really love it, then, uh, you know, anything is possible, yeah. I agree, yeah. And you have fun doing it, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, uh, you know, editing, you know, making, you know, this stuff you know, and sharing it out there uh, because I feel, uh, you know, this may help someone, uh, you know, who may need it. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Uh, Marva, you have anything, uh, any other pressing questions you want to ask? 
Um, not pressing, but you know, first I'll say that uh, to our audience, um, Sam was kind enough to to do this for my family, not just for me, but for my wife Jill and um, my son, and it proved to be extremely, extremely enlightening and uh, impor um, important. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, thank you, Sam. Um, but if you were to, I know we're closing closing down this discussion, but if there were one or two um, truths that you've learned from these beings that you were in contact with, what are the two, one or two biggest ones, would you say? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, by far, you know, the biggest one is, uh, you know, most people, you know, they don't uh, practice uh, charity, you know, they don't, uh, you know, give uh, to help others, you know, and that's a big one in India, you know, where I'm from, you know, I, I never practiced that because no one said no one told us, you know, that it was really important to help, you know, uh, to give, you know, to others to help them. So that's a big one. You know, I believe if you want to enter a positive timeline, uh, you know, you have to give uh, charity. That's uh, the biggest one, you know, and I feel, uh, you know, when you do that, you will see a change in your life and other things, you know, like, you know, vibration and all day uh, just lie second to that. So in even my sessions, you know, they said that, you know, charity, if you do it for one year, you know, it is uh, equivalent to, you will be invited to the new earth. So uh, just imagine, you know, how powerful that is. And I recommend, you know, those who want to do it and help, you know, others. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Well said. Powerful message. I, I think I think our planet needs a lot of us coming together, connecting and caring for one another. I, I often feel that one of the ways in which we're changing, um, I mean, I could say one of the ways in which I really want to see us change, I, I do believe this is also something that is changing, is that uh, we're kind of extending who we feel we need to take care of from beyond our immediate family structure, but really sensing and feeling into each other and that uh, that we're a planetary consciousness, we're a planetary family in a sense. And I know that sounds sort of cliche to some people and, um, you know, it sounds like, you know, one love hippy dippy stuff, but at the same time, I, I can't deny this sense I felt my entire life that it seemed odd to me to only care deeply about just your family. Yes, they should be cared deeply for, and I deeply believe in that, but I've always felt a deep connection to everybody around me and I would do almost anything for them if they asked. And if I have the time, I usually try and give my, my, my help to others. And I think if humanity can continue to look to see if that is a feeling that is within each of us, I think our world could change pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, just to add, you know, like uh, from my own experience you know, and from the sessions and I felt that, uh, you know, uh, when you look at uh, when we uh, look at you know other another person you know in a body right so yeah I am looking at you uh, uh, in a body we feel that you know you are different from me but actually we are one you know we are the same mm -hmm. uh, we came from the same source and uh, you know when you are helping the person you are actually helping uh, the creator of the universe you know who is also within that person and within you and within everything so you know in essence you know you are helping yourself and uh, I have noticed that you know like uh, you know if uh, you know uh, that we are all one, you know, basically, uh, if you do bad things to uh, someone else, you know, you, you, can, you can try, you know, just, uh, you know, say something bad to someone. And then within six months, you know, it will come back to you, you know, like from some other person. So, you know, that means that, you know, we are all connected, right, somehow. And if I do something good to this person, it comes from another person. So, uh, you know, it makes me wonder that, you know, uh, we are all one, actually. And, you know, whatever we are doing, you know, we receive uh, uh, because we are all the same. So yeah, that's what I feel. Beautifully said. Madhava, you got something there? No, I can't add to that. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to close. For once, yeah. I'll keep my mouth shut. Yep. 
Well, Sam, thanks so much for uh, for coming on, giving us your time and, and having this discussion and answering some some tough questions as well. And uh, yeah, truly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, um, both of you, for inviting me and uh, you know, sharing this message to help ourselves, you know, and others as well, who are also ourselves, which is, <laughs> yeah.